Welcome to On Strategy Showcase. This is Fergus O'Carroll in Chicago. As always, you can see all of the creative work associated with this and all of our other episodes on our website at onstrategyshowcase.com. I'm excited to have this conversation about Bumble. There's a lot of different brands, various brands in the app-based dating world. And we've done OkCupid in the past. And as part of that conversation, we talk about Tinder. And of course, there is Bumble. And Bumble has in the past done some strong work and has had a proposition of women making the first move. So this foundation of women's empowerment has always been at the heart of the brand. And I think the strategic challenge that we hear about here is interesting, which is while that um, uh, concept or that foundation or that proposition, I should say, of the woman making the first move is distinct, the question a lot of women had was, what is the advantage of taking the first move and what happens as a result of taking the first move. So there was a sort of a sense that there needed to be some richer understanding or texture or definition to what the proposition meant for women who chose the app. So it's a terrific conversation we'll hear in a second. We'll be right back after this message. Shining a light on truly effective work has never been more important, which is why work has reinvented the way effectiveness awards are judged. The work awards for effectiveness in association with Lions are built and benchmarked on the consistent global framework of the creative effectiveness ladder. Every shortlisted entry will receive feedback on how it performed against the ladder's framework. So if you're a marketer or strategist with an example of effective marketing, be sure to enter the 2022 Work Awards for Effectiveness. They're global, open to all, and easy to enter with six different categories to choose from. And at a time when budgets are stretched, they're completely free to enter. Entries are now open and the deadline is March 2nd. Head to work.com backslash awards backslash effectiveness for more details. That's work.com backslash awards backslash effectiveness for complete details. So here's Alex Buckland, brand marketing lead for EMEA at Bumble, Laura Visco, executive creative director at 72 and Sunny in Amsterdam, and Armando Potter, strategy director at 72 and Sunny. Enjoy. What's awesome is that I think Tinder made a significant influence on the uh, on the app based dating on app based dating culture. It shifted everything. We've done episodes in the past with OkCupid, and OkCupid has talked a lot about Tinder. And then obviously, uh, um, Bumble uh, was an answer to a lot of what Tinder was, and we can talk about that in a little while. But I thought we could start off. Um, Armando, by asking you um, to share what you think this campaign and this initiative is a great example of. It's funny when when you asked me that, I was like, God, there's a million things I could say. I could say it's good advertising. I could say it's good branding. I could say it's uh, it's a really good example. I think just like this beautiful melding that is strategy, creative, and and the brand to the Bumble client. But like, why I really like personally just love it because I just think it's a good example of dating done right. Uh, and I know there's no right or wrong way to date. And, and that's important as, as we sort of talk about dating in the Bumble narrative. But that's also why I think it's dating done right is because we, we sort of come out and say there's no right or wrong way to date. It's really this campaign is about dating the way you want to date, the way you love to date. And it's about defining dating on your own terms. And a lot of times in terms that that, that sort of the other apps aren't talking about and why I also think it, it does really well is that while it comes from the perspective of female empowerment, it's empowering for any of us that has gone on this beautiful, messy ride we call dating and love to tell about it. 
when we look at what's come out of Tinder, that that's been sort of viewed in, I think, from the point of view of many people as being sort of the superficial way to do it, which opened up a great opportunity for Bumble, no? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely speak to that one. I think Bumble has obviously been founded by Whitney in 2014, and it all came from the fact that she noticed and experienced the inequality happening between men and women when they're dating. And so a lot of the brand's fundamental and the product's fundamental aim is to empower women to make that first move and empower them to take control of their dating lives. So to what Armando is saying, it it all kind of is built into the, the, the fiber of the brand. But it's also an app that's built around kindness and respect and equality. And I think everyone is playing an important part in that. And it's really about making sure we're holding people accountable for their actions and having a zero policy, zero tolerance policy for hate, aggression, bullying. And I think that means that no matter the type of relationship, people feel in control and and women can always make the first move on Bumble. So we're excited to see, see this work, bring that to life. Why is it important for the woman to be able to make the first move? I think a lot of the research that we've seen is that um, women are looking for the ability to decide their own path when it comes to dating. And I think what Make the First Move does is it empowers women to take that control. I think there's a lot of cultural stereotypes around men having to take the lead and pressure for men to take the lead. And by Bumble kind of creating the app environment that we have, it it puts the ball back in women's court and gives them back that control. And I think that's an important thing for us to to be tabling and discussing in in the current world of dating. When you look at the growth of the app, so it came out in 2014, where did it, from a geographical perspective, where did it see the most growth or, or were there areas around the world where you saw, or cultures around the world where you saw sort of um, a keener, a keener sense of interest in it? Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because I think the fall in love with dating campaign and kind of the work that we're doing at the moment is some of the um, biggest regional campaigns we've done. And we've got it going live across um, 10 countries. I think it's it's a testament to the growth growth and tractions we've seen in some of our key European countries, particularly in German speaking mar- markets and in Southeast Asia. And we're really starting to see them gain growth momentum quarter on quarter. But I think one of the biggest challenges with dating is it's so tied to cultural expectations and societal pressures. And these really vary country by country. I think, interestingly, the pandemic started to level out some of those cultural differences to an extent. And as everyone's kind of sharing that experience and um, sort of seeking that common connection, it's becoming a real priority for everyone. And I think that's leading to some of the taboos around dating starting to be broken, particularly when it comes to dating apps. And a lot of research that we've conducted recently has found that across Europe, there's this real like seize the day mentality coming through. And even as in the UK, like we've seen 70% of people are going on up to four dates a week and 48% are agreeing there's less judgment around going on multiple dates a week. So I think this whole idea of kind of taking control and getting yourself back out there is really starting to come through in culture, not just on dating apps. So, so Armando, from the work that you've done, have you sort of, have you um, gotten an impression on whether the brand's proposition, which is the woman making the first move, have you felt that that's limited growth or it's, or it's created uh, uh, opportunities that never existed before for the brand? Well, uh, sort of both, I guess, and 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 I know this because of, of conversations with with Bumble. Obviously, in its inception, that's a major differentiation point, especially from um, from 
sort of Tinder where that doesn't exist. You might have similar, sorry, similar swipe features, but that wouldn't make the first move. That's a major product differentiation point. But part of the reason why Bumble came to us is because they realized uh, we're maybe sort of reaching a saturation point where women making the first move is sort of the the only thing we can hang our hat on in advertising to get people sort of over this hump to to switch to us because what what was sort of happening in people's minds is we 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 were getting the sort of the I don't want to use the word early adopters but sort of the the sort of most empowered women understood why women making a first move in dating was sort of so so powerful and why that mattered in their dating lives but a lot of other people they weren't necessarily drawing that intuitive connection of well so what what happens after that first move if I come to Bumble what does that mean sort of in the long term for my dating. And so really part of part of the, the the both the business challenge and really the creative challenge to this ask was what what does Bumble stand for after that first move? First move will always be there. And that is always going to be the Bumble brand. But how do we start extending that so that people know when I go to Bumble? Because what we found is uh you know people know when they want to go to Tinder, it's for hooking up. And when they want to go to hinge, it's for hitching up. They have very, very sort of specific end destinations. And we're like, well, what's Bumble's place in this? Uh, and and that, that really became the first move is always going to be there. But what, what, how do we build the brand sort of beyond that? When you look at that, that woman, um, can you describe what that sort of, uh, the, what, in, in terms of the user to this point, what have been her characteristics? Yeah, I think it's really, it's a really interesting question. I think it's really important to note that there's not really one definition of what makes a Bumble woman. And it's something that we've always been really clear about and trying to celebrate the diversity in our community. So instead of having a user profile, I think we quite often look to speak to shared experiences, emotions and behaviours when it comes to marketing. I think that's what this campaign does really nicely. Um, we have got some patterns we start to see, like we've, start, we've seen people using Bumble interest badges on their profile. And there's a lot that comes through there around values and interests of their dating profile. And recently we've seen that over a quarter of people are actually selecting environmentalism on their um, interest badges. So you can start to get a feel for their interests and passions, but I don't think we would say that there's like a user profile so much that um, sits at the heart of the marketing approach. You guys have been working on this brand since I think you know summer of last year. Um, you, I assume, did some work, uh, planning work to better understand that sort of a the dynamic of that whole app based dating culture. What did you do? What did you learn? Because I'm I'm really interested to understand what was it that is happening that makes the opportunity for Bumble so big. I I was from from a just like a purely strategic perspective, and I know we'll get into the creative. I have been like a spoiled little brat on on uh, working with this brand. One because I'm like I'm obsessed with with Bumble's values. They align. They're in completely in uh, um, in alignment with my own, and specifically as it applies to dating. So so part of part of this exploration was just me looking at myself. And I think that also just speaks to like a bigger thing that like dating is just so real in people's lives. You don't have to stretch the role of dating and culture. And sometimes other brands, they really have to stretch. What's our role in culture? Bumble and dating, it's just right there. So part of this is literally just talking to to our peers, our friends, people on the streets. Like it's, it's so there that it makes sort of that uncovering stage very organic. But I will also say 
that Bumble gave us some fantastic research, like some, some of the best I've sort of ever had so early on uh, in, a, in a project with the client from their brand positioning to sort of uh, perspectives on modern uh, womenhood and exploration of serious relationships. And so uh, I don't exaggerate when I say that, like they literally have, they had all the strategic answers for us there. It was just working with them to figure out well, what's the most compelling story to tell here. And, and we knew that we sort of wanted to sit if, if, if the two biggest competitors in the area uh, with us are, are Tinder and Hinge, and one plays in sort of the casual dating and casual sex space, and the other plays in the space sort of long-term relationships, Bumble wanted to claim this space in between, but also not alienate those two things. And so there was, there was, there was, there was ambition in how do we stand for sort of this bigger piece of the pie, because that's where that's where um, that's not only where the business opportunity was, but also uh, it's it's where empowered women were. The category was painting people into buckets, and as I said before, it felt very binary. It told you the path you had to go on. If you want to hook up, you go to Tinder. If you want to hitch up, you go with Hinge. And so the, the, there was a clash in what was happening with the category and what was happening with culture. And our audience, these, these empowered women, were looking to go down that premeditated endgame. They didn't follow the path that society dictated. They understood that marriage isn't the only desirable outcome for dating. And they really wanted to date with their own intent and go on their own dating journey. And that's really where Bumble sort of comes into play because Bumble empowers people to get excited about dating on their own terms. And, and so we started, we were able to see that sort of all these pieces started to, to point us towards the eventual strategy we landed on. When we look at the, the, uh, the Bumble woman and, and we talk about, we use the term empowered, is there kind of different segments of women or different ways that women feel empowered? One, there's the, the confident woman who wants to make the first move, but is there also the woman who maybe feels more more vulnerable, feels more judged, um, feels more pressure, and therefore feels a release of that pressure and judgment by by being the person who makes the first move? It's really interesting when you think about um, make the first move, because I think there's um, an element of like personality and, and women's confidence in um, themselves and and having the confidence to make that first move. But I think there's also deeper drivers around um, that sense of, of feeling in control of your own life. And I don't know if that necessarily is always tied up in confidence or if that's tied up in a desire to kind of figure out what you want. And so I think you kind of start to get into different layers of um, motivators for women and what inspires them to to put themselves out there. And I think for some women that comes from a, a desire to discover what they want. Um, from other women, it comes from a desire to figure out what they want. And for some women, it comes from a desire that they already know what that goal is and, and where they want to move towards. And I think what we wanted to try and create with the campaign is, is space for all of those things to be okay and no pressure on women to hit these certain goals. And I think that's a really important part of the Bumble experience is taking pressure off that end goal and letting women and men move forward in a way that they feel will best help them achieve what they're looking for. Anything you'd add to what uh, Alex was saying? Well, yeah, just riffing off that, actually. Um, I, I think what Bumble sort of astutely noticed and realized, this sort of being in control that Alex is talking about, it just wasn't being addressed by the category and it wasn't being addressed by by the competitors and, and and but you can see that there was this desire for it because that was missing 
Bumble sort of realized, well, let's let's address that. Let's talk about that. Let's get into this. And that's when it started to get really fun for us as an agency because we're like, oh, this is this is it's not being talked this way before, but it's a far more real and genuine way to be talking about dating. So, Alex, did was would it be fair to say that uh, you guys didn't feel that the brand was tied strongly enough through your research, that the brand was not tied strongly enough to the proposition of the woman making the first move? Or am I wrong? No, I think we felt like the make the first move piece was coming through strongly, but we needed to add a, add depth around the benefit of what actually happened as a result of making the first move. And I think that's where this discovery piece and this idea of falling in love with the journey and discovering what you're looking for came from, because a lot of people are aware of the fact that Bumble is a women's empowerment brand and that we ask women to make the first move. But I think grounding that in the benefits and, and what that actually changes in your dating experience was the really key part for us. So how does how does making the first move, why does it matter? Why does it make a difference to you if you do do that? Because um, I think it's trying to ground those differentiators of the brand in benefit for real people's lives and trying to take it out of marketing into culture and, and make it more relevant. Yeah, so that, that's key to me. And I think that's a real critical thing is like you've got to bring texture and understanding to it, which is part of what's fantastic about this work. And so far, you guys have mentioned, I use the term the in-between. So talk to us about what the in-between is and what that's all about. And Laura, as a creative, what did you think was your starting point? I mean, our starting point was like, okay, you made the first move and so what? You know, it's not just about the first move, right. it's about all the moves in between that happen, you know, um, within the first one and, and the last one, really. So, but then we found this very clear tension in, in culture, uh, you know, like society kind of you know, tell us that we are supposed to, you know, love being in a relationship and kind of hate everything that happens in between. We're kind of hardwired as women to hate everything that doesn't really end up in a long-term relationship. Like it's a waste of time, you know. You, you, you. It's a phrase that you, you know, hear like a, a lot of times. It's like, oh, I'm wasting my time uh, with this person, or I'm wasting my time with the process, and nothing or nobody really is a waste of time, you know. Um, we found this like very binary way of thinking about dating. You're either single or you're in a relationship. There are like only two stages. And actually what happens in between that is the, the journey of dating is only kind of a means to an end versus uh, a, an important part of a journey per se, you know? So we wanted to, in the work, we actually want to challenge this notion to you know, leave and show that this stage of your life can be beautiful, really, and worth living. It's not like a limbo, you know. You can actually fall in love with the journey, the ups and downs, uh, and everything in between, really. So we we really focus on on bringing that that part to that part to life in the in the execution. It's a fabulous insight to think about the reality of it, at least from, um, at least maybe from somebody who's gone through that journey, to realize that everything that happens from every date, from every interaction with somebody, is what makes you more prepared to make the ultimate decision to be the right decision. And I don't think we look upon it that way. We look upon it as rejection, or we look upon it as a mistake. But I think what the campaign does is beautifully frame the reality of the fact that it makes us discover things about ourselves and about others that makes us 
better able to make the right choice ultimately. Does, does that make any sense, Alex? Yeah, I think that really resonates. I think it, it's all around that idea of taking the pressure off and yeah, allowing yeah. people to to have little wins. Because I think dating some sometimes can be tiring. Like it's a long, it can be a long process for some people. It can be an emotional process for some people. But ultimately, like it, it is a positive experience. You're meeting new people and you're building new relationships and making new connections. And I think it's trying to reframe the way people think about dating to to get into those little wins. And they might be wins that result in a connection with a person, but it might also be wins that result in you discovering something about yourself. And I think um, trying to lean into that positivity is something that's very true. And that optimistic mindset is something that's very true of the Bumble brand. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the other things is when you when you when you when you're presented with this idea of the in-between and how it's articulated, how do you as a client and, and as a client team, how do you um how do you know that that's a good opportunity? Do you take it out and share it with your target audience? Do you sort of socialize it internally? How do you get to the point where you feel confident that this is the way to go? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think Armando kind of touched on our amazing, amazing research team earlier, but have to give a huge shout out to them. I think they helped us develop a really um, interesting approach for testing for the campaign that allowed us to test both the concept and the storyboards themselves. So not just making sure that we were testing the overall approach, but also making sure that the way we then brought that to life through the film and the storytelling were were really reflective of our audience. So we ran testing across the UK, France and Germany. Um, We tested it against um, multiple women, both through Quant and through Qual. And I think that allowed us to kind of take it beyond our team and take it beyond our experiences and make sure that we were getting the experiences of the diverse kind of cross-section of our our user base. And I think that was a really um, important important part for shaping shaping not only the insight but the way that the insight then came to life in the work so i i want to come to laura in a second to talk about the creative idea but i'm curious since we're talking about research alex what what surprised you in terms of what came out of the research what did you hear or, or learn that surprised you or was unexpected in your mind yeah i think I mean, I think we knew that the um, the concept was in the right direction. I think what was really interesting was the idea that um, you kind of go on this journey. So there are different stages where you feel very distinct emotions. And I think seeing the reactions of people to the upfront part of the film where um, we see the woman setting up her profile with her friends and we see her having this kind of interactive experience but then she moves through into the messaging and you start to get some of the responses and interactions there and then all the way through to that kind of final moment where you don't quite know where she's going next and I think seeing how different markets and the different um, women responded to the different phases of the creative was was really interesting for us but I think also this idea of um uh, not wasting your time was really interesting. And that came through in some of the research that we did. And I think the idea that, um, you know, every interaction, you can see value in every interaction. I don't think we quite realized how much that would resonate with women. And so seeing that come through with something that gave the creative a real sharpness and helped us really lean into those micro moments that, that, help you discover and have those kind of positive feedback loops that then um, make dating more, more exciting and help you fall in love with the process. 
So Laura, take us take us into into your mind in terms of the initial ideas that you're developing. Uh, did this did this uh, did this spot that on the film that ultimately got produced was that an early stage idea or did it take time to get to that? We had two or three ideas on the table. We always knew that this was the one that we wanted to proceed with. It, it, I don't know, instinctively, it felt like the right one. I think we all felt like that. Uh, of course, it. it this one to get it right uh, and to go into all the cliches it takes a lot of time of crafting and writing situations properly and then really uh, don't fall into the yeah all the cliches of the idea and really make an honest portrayal of what it really feels so i think we arrived to the idea quite fast but the craft uh, side of it, it took a lot longer obviously but it was needed because otherwise it just and that's in a very familiar place and nobody's really interested <laughs> to watch. So can you can you give us an example of one of the other directions that you guys were considering but just ultimately didn't feel right ultimately? Yeah, I think there was one that was going straight that nobody's a waste of time. Uh, that, but we all felt like, I don't know, uh, it was most centered about the people and it was also somehow negative. And we we prefer, you know, this take on making the journey worth it, you know, uh, instead of just focusing on, again, on the outcome. I mean, nobody's a waste of time. It's a, it's a, it's a very strong uh, statement. Yeah, it is. But I think when you start executing that, again, it's, it's based on, you know, who you meet and actually know how you feel through the journey, which we thought it was a lot more appealing, if that makes sense. When you, uh, like what we were just talking about with Alex, when you saw the ideas go into research or the idea, um, what, um, what did you learn out of that research that was helpful for you? Um, you know, it's funny. I actually, I went back to like, uh, particularly the, uh, actually the concept testing and I, I want to give Bumble so much credit here because, um, that idea of nobody is a waste of time. Uh, cause the, we tested territories that weren't exactly as, as they're articulated in, in, in sort of this form of updating and, and, how, and, how, and that idea of how, uh, nobody's a waste of time was a separate thought from this idea of sort of creating your own journey. And while we got a lot of great feedback for nobody is a waste of time, to Bumble's credit, like there's something in this journey, don't lose it. Just because it's not quote unquote, the winning uh, uh, research idea doesn't mean we lose it. So like I get so much credit to Bumble there because a lot of times it can be easy to just go for the shiny object. And really what, what the exercise there was, how do we infuse what's loved about this territory with sort of the, the clear North Star we want, which is this, this journey we're talking about. And, and it's also making me realize that it, throughout, the, throughout both the strategic and the creative process, we were always, we all, always rallied behind the idea. That line, fall in love with dating, came at the very, very end. Like sometimes you fall in love with a line and you try and chase it with what the idea was. This time, like we knew exactly what the idea was, but we kept having to refine the work. As Laura said, the craft really was a big part of this. And the more we did that finally like got us to the line. So in some ways, maybe it's the reverse of what you think the process was, but I actually think that's what made this turn out so beautifully. But isn't, isn't, sorry, go ahead, please. 
So I was just going to say, I think the the really interesting thing with the not wasting time piece in research is I think it's a concept that people are familiar with. They understand it. It's something that's been stated before. But I think the reason we were kind of leaning more towards the journey piece is because it hasn't been talked about before. And that's why it's so poignant and why we felt like it was a new conversation to be had. And I think that's a really that was the kind of thinking behind the scenes at Bumble is that we didn't want to go into a space that people were really familiar with, had talked about, had labeled, had named and had done a thousand times because that Interesting. Yeah. wasn't resonating. So I think this idea that it might have tested the best, but the most unexpected one came back as fall in love with dating. And I think that that was for us the thing that unlocked it is it's not immediately obvious, which makes it a conversation starter. So Laura, can you, um, we're going to drop the spot in um, the film. Can you, can you describe uh, what people are going to hear or what people are going to see when they, when they uh, hear the spot? We're focusing on the journey of one woman, but to be honest, it's, it's all of us and how she embarks herself into the dating journey since the very beginning that, you know, putting together her profile to the first dates and then getting to, to know people to at the end discovering that she's falling in love more, like not more, but with with the journey instead and, and the self-discovery that that brings and not focusing necessarily that much about the outcome. What about that one? What about yeah, that? Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you even wear to a date? I, uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> do you want kids? <laughs> We left the, the ending a little bit open, you know, you don't know if they are going to see each other again or if she's going to continue the journey. And it doesn't really matter because, I mean, that's what falling in love with dating really is. We had in mind, you know, having them, you know, showing some affection or having a kiss or something. And I think it actually became very important to keep the the spot without any of that, you know, to imply that something happened, but you don't really see it. Uh, and also to to don't you know uh, refrain ourselves from our own <laughs> uh, we you know like having to have her end with someone you know like right. and, and the happy yeah, ending a happy ending the happy ending is like she's enjoying the journey and that's it it doesn't matter if she ends up with someone or not we don't know that and I think that's a beautiful thing in it. One of the things that I think is really notable about Bumble marketing uh, and has always been is the fact that you guys, Alex, embrace your color. <laughs> and it is noticeable in all of the films that I've watched, in all of the communications, in, in articles written about Bumble, there is always a reference to the color. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about the color and, and, and why is that? I, I'm assuming that's got to be conscious. It has to be conscious, consciously done. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, a huge amount of, um, I think, building a brand is building a, an identity and making sure that people recognize you when you show up. You don't want to have to be reminding people every single time they see you or out of, of who you are. So I think for us, it's a it's a kind of, it's an identity that we look to build and it's part of the kind of brand's long-term development to help improve our brand awareness is to create consistency. And I think um, the yellow is such an iconic color for the brand. It's been there since the very beginning. And I think it's something that we are, are proud to own. And I think um, it's a key part of the identity. So for us, it's it's not even a, a conversation about whether the yellow shows up. It's just part of who we are and part and parcel of the, the content that we make. Anything you'd uh, you, we, we should touch on in terms of how the campaign has rolled out tactically or channels or activations? Uh, I think the, the most notable thing is we obviously roll it out across um, a lot of different markets. There wasn't really a one-size-fits-all approach, but the core principle of the campaign was all around building awareness. And so all the channels that we use at launch um, included a combination of those factors. So we had TV, cinema, VOD, but we also wanted to make sure that that was underpinned by consideration driving activity. So radio, Spotify, paid social. I think the combination of those two those two layers was really important because it wasn't just enough for people to, to see the Bumble logo or to understand the, the high level um, of this message, but we really wanted the takeaway to be there. So having that combination of, um, channels that delivered the scale with channels that delivered the depth of message was super important for the launch of this campaign. Anything on on your radar in terms of what comes next executionally? Are you guys working on anything? Without getting into the details of where this could go next or what, where, I just, I think what we all loved about this is it's a platform, right? It's not a campaign. This is this is a platform. And you start to think what fall in love with dating means um, just sort of for the long term. And it just, it gets more exciting, certainly for us as sort of an agency and creatives. For me personally, as someone who just freaking loves dating, who abides by this ethos, it, it just, it makes you start to want to think about sort of all, all the different areas in dating and how you can just start applying this to the goods, to the bads and to the image. Like it just, it's, there's so many other untouched places that I think this, this opens itself up. It's uh, Alex Buckland is brand marketing lead at EMEA at Bumble. Laura Visco, executive creative director, 72 and sunny in Amsterdam and Armando Potter strategy director at 72 and sunny in Amsterdam. Uh, You guys are awesome. The work is terrific. Uh, for those who want to see it, it's on our site uh, on strategyshowcase.com. And uh, we will have these guys back again as this continues to roll out because fall in love with dating is a, is a really interesting idea and platform that I think can be executed, as, as Armando said, in just so many different environments and some, with some really great ideas. Thank you all for your time. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see everybody on the next episode.